I'm Tyler, big dog dentering. I'm Connery. We are predators, just like him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was really stretching for a quote, and I'm like, uh, I'm going to do what Lawrence Fishburne calls the big predator. He calls him big dog. Big dog. <laughs> It was either that or give me your gun. <laughs> yeah, right before he uh, explodes into pieces, Lawrence Fishburne calls the Predator Big Dog. Uh, uh, you want some Big Dog? <laughs> he's unfortunately not wearing a Big Dog t-shirt, which uh, oh, no. I would like a lot. But Popular in the 90s. Um, yeah, we are we are the Predators. Not on the nose at all. But this is the franchise, the podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. We are guestless today. Um, yeah. Didn't quite work out. But that's mm-hmm. fine because uh, I realize it's really nice to like just us two talk about movies sometimes. I mean, I guess that's you know the whole point that's of the, the podcast. Premise of the show. <laughs> uh, that's the that's the premise. But uh, you know, I like having pe- different people's opinions and personalities and everything on the show. Yeah, and lending their perspectives on movies. But sometimes it's nice to just like, oh, it's like there's less pressure in terms of scheduling, in terms of mm-hmm. anything. We can just meander more. So. Yeah, I love it. And uh, why not for Predators? Yeah, I, I love my one-on-one time with you, Tyler. Thank you. Even if it's over the internet. <laughs> Even if it's over the internet. <laughs> I'm watching you on the Predator planet, and I am just <laughs> on Earth. Well, I hope you enjoy the show, then. You're recording Me from Lawrence Fishburne's uh, abandoned drill that he's it's hanging out in. smells like smoke in here. I'm pretty sure he's grilling something up for us. Oh, you know what? Maybe they interrupted him. While he was recording a podcast, so he's actually just uh. talking in his AirPod. And he's not actually delusional. He's just talking to his friend who he has a podcast with. Maybe that's what the catch is. I'd love that. He's just secretly recording a whole like years-long podcast about him slowly losing his mind on the Predator <laughs> planet. <laughs> yeah. I'd do that with you if that was the case. I'd be like, oh, hi, Tyler. It's day uh, 278. The Predator still hasn't caught me. <laughs> Good thing good thing his internet is like stellar. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a good internet joke. Yeah, me neither. Uh internet. Try catching me in an internet, Predator. Yeah, Predator. The net that looks electrified but isn't. Yeah, it's just EMP-ish? I don't know. We're covering oh. Predators today, the third installment in the Predator franchise. I guess, you know, it's called Predators, but Mm-hmm. It's just such an insubstantial title difference that I feel like I'll just keep calling it Predators the rest of the di- rest of it's, the uh, episode. It's just confusing enough where I had to look up on Wikipedia what order the Predator movies were. <laughs> well, you see, I mean, yeah, the only one is the only one that's helpful is Predator Two. Yeah, and then it's the pre- then it's Predators, the Predator, and then Prey. Right. Yeah. Uh, so none of it's super helpful. At least Prey is different. Yes. Doesn't really help you distinguish side. which one came first, but at least it's in the zeitgeist still a bit. It, yeah, it, it actively exists. So. I this I will say this movie is the one I actively remembered seeing posters for, I feel like. Oh, gotcha. Seeing Adrian Brody all over Hollywood. Yes. I was seeing Adrian Brody, and everyone someone says Predators. I was like, oh, is, is that Predator 2 with Adrian Brody? And they're like, no, that's not Predator 2. <laughs> it's like, well, now I know. No, it's not. It's Predator 3. Duh. Idiot. Gosh, made in 2010, like 40 years later. Yeah. Apparently, the, the title is an homage to Aliens. You know, the oh. sequel to Alien. But it doesn't really make sense that way. 
And then also yeah. it's like, oh, they are the predator. The people on the planet are the predators also. It's true. It's like, okay, this is just really like tacked on, I feel. <laughs> it really wanted to have a message about something. About something. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, we, are, we are the killers of our own world. Us humans are the apex predators. Ooh. Not vampires? Not vampires, not werewolves, not uh, um, white blood cells, not... <laughs> are you talking? Are you trying to bring up Osmosis Jones again? Uh, no, I feel like every episode about? you try to bring up Osmosis <laughs> Jones again. You have a one like man campaign to, to make Osmosis. <laughs> we should make Osmosis Jones too. Hashtag make Osmosis Jones relevant again. Uh, yeah, Marin Ganey, we need your help to animate. <laughs> Osmosis no, we need Jones you to will too. that into existence, <laughs> like you did with the Santa Claus series. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about Halloween costumes because it's almost spooky season. Mm. I was on set the other day, and they had Boo Berry at Crafty, so uh, I, I feel like it's officially spooky season. But uh, I was like, oh, I was thinking the other day we should be Osmosis Jones and, I don't know, what's the other guy's name? And we did a whole episode on it. I can't remember. The Big Pill. I don't remember his name. Yeah, <laughs> you should be Big Pill, voiced by uh, <laughs> David Hyde Pierce. I, I'll happily dress up as Big Pill. <laughs> I'll be Osmosis Jones. Lily can be the secretary girl that uh, he's into. Right. Or the co-mayor. What, what is she? I definitely remember a lot of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm getting uh, it blended in with Shark Tale for some reason. I think you definitely are. <laughs> Martin Scorsese's so in both, plot. Right? <laughs> Yeah, he is in both. Uh, I think so. But then I was also thinking, ooh, Connor, you should be uh, Gore the God Butcher for Halloween. Just like oh, the I could totally do that. That's really easy. The Christian Bale version. Yeah, it's, I, I could, that's really easy. I just say, Alyssa, just fuck up my face with some makeup and I'll be good to go. Yeah, just wear like a toga. You're good. Yeah. Well, look great. What should I be? Uh, uh, Adrian Brody, I guess. Perfect. With this Call of Duty machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> you got the skin on it and everything. <laughs> yeah, he's got all the unlocks. <laughs> I feel like I always have such like big plans for Halloween costumes that I never end up like wearing anything cool. Like I'm always like, oh, I have a werewolf costume. I'm just gonna wear that. Fuck yeah, it. I, I forgot to go to the Halloween store. <laughs> I just panic until like the last minute. But same. Uh, maybe because it's been so hot in LA too. I feel mm -hmm. like this this summer that people even now probably COVID helps. Uh, like not helps, but contributes to that. Where well, we're people... gonna be in New Orleans. We're gonna be in oh, Florida yeah. while that's going on, dude. Florida. Is that a, no? That's not where it is. Sorry, it's a different. That's a different place. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna be around there. So around where? <laughs> what state is New Orleans in? You shut the fuck up! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You're right. We will be on the predator hunting grounds planet <laughs> around Halloween. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's talk about this movie. But before we do, let's do our usual segment of what's new. <laughs> This is just, oh, thank you, Connery. This is just no our problem. usual segment where we cover, talk about, discuss any recent media we've been consuming, maybe movies, TVs, uh, TVs, yes. Movies, TV. TV shows, comics, the general concept of media and entertainment. Connery, what's new with you? What's new with me? Uh, I finished watching Better Call Saul, and uh, good ending, made me very sad, but also, um, you know. People are right. The articles I saw of it being also but sad but hopeful was correct. I was like, yeah, it's exactly how I feel at the end of this. And I'm very dramaed out for now. 
Did you call Saul? <laughs> the the bat all the prisoners on the on the truck he's driving to pris- driving to jail and all do like a better call Saul chant at like a kind of like a boom boom ba boom boom ba kind of chant and they all chant better call Saul do? Da, da, better call Saul <laughs> It just becomes a remix? Uh well they just like, you know, chanting his name over and over again. He's like ha 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 I am remembered. Is this actually part of it? This is a real thing, yes. Oh, this okay. happens. Yeah. As he's driving them all to the Predator planet, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as he's driving them all to the Predator, pl- predator planet, as the bus takes flight, and they all drop down on Fortnite Town. <laughs> it really... This... Yeah, predator, Predators invented the... Uh, what, what are those called? The Battle Royale. PUBG's? Yeah. Yeah, PUBG. <laughs> the Royale. Player Unknown Battleground. <laughs> they invented it. Um, but... Uh, how was yeah. the ending? It's really good. You know, it's it's excellent. They're very good at doing endings. Everything's tied up very nicely. It feels so, like, aftermathy. I guess is the right word for it, where everything's already said and done. He's captured, of course, and uh, he gets to see, um, you know, the love of his life, uh, Kim, uh, one more time. Well, does this, Maybe... take, does this take place after Breaking Bad? Because, like, most yeah. of the shows are prequel, right? Most shows are prequel. I, I learned from uh, last time we talked about this that it takes place six years before the events of Breaking Bad. Gotcha. And as it finally creeps up towards the events of Breaking Bad, and then I think it, literally he meets uh, Walter in season six, and it kind of just like flashes back and forth in different, uh, maybe like a year before he meets him, back to like current timeline of like meeting Walter White and doing all that craziness. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it was, it was really, really good. Um, then... Then the rest of it, there's like three episodes that are all just in black and white, and it's like the modern timeline of Breaking Bad, or like you know after Walter's dead and stuff. Yeah, kind of like the El Camino, whenever that is. I never watched that. I just still need to see it. Yeah. El Camino's pretty good, but you know, I, I think Better Call Saul is better. But you know, like, it, it gets more payoff with like knowing everybody. And Brian Cranston makes a surprise appearance for the last uh, episode in a flashback, and he. He's so good. He's so scary and mean. Like watching him from like somebody else's perspective is so like scary because you're you're on his side. Like Breaking Bad, you're supposed to be. Yeah. And seeing it from like Saul's POV, I'm like oh my god, this guy's like terrifying and like mean and cruel. It's it's so like ugh. Yeah. That's like such a good look to come back to too. It's like he just has a goatee and has a Bald. shaved head. Mm-hmm. Like he. You could be ten years older or whatever, and just be like, "Yeah, that's what Walter." Like, you know, he doesn't have a big oh, pompadour yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, like like the guy who plays Jesse comes back several times, and he does look significantly older than he did during the original Breaking Bad. Yeah, but you know, still good, great show. Highly recommend it. Watch the whole thing. The whole thing's available. Just uh, do it. I think every season except six is um, streaming on Netflix. Nice, except for season six. Yeah, except for season six, it's yet you know because it just came out. Oh, so who is knows it on AMC the originally still? Or uh, yeah, I think it's on FX or something. Do you have Do you have cable? No, I don't. I don't have cable, so Would I just bought buy it? the rest on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, you bought it on Amazon. Okay. I gave Steve Jobs twenty dollars <laughs> and I bought the season. <laughs> Steve Jobs of Amazon, <laughs> who lives Amazon. in New Orleans, Florida. <laughs> Uh, you can tell that I'm very tired, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. He's not stupid. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> You're implying it. <laughs> Am I? No. 
Um, but other than that, I, I started playing uh, Dead Cells again, and that game's fun, too. Just a, like a roguelite. But what I like about it now is I couldn't really get into it that much because I find that game really hard. I'm not good at side-scroller games. I don't remember what that is. I just immediately think of Splinter Cell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, it's, it's a roguelite, um, kind of 2D side-scroller vibe, but uh, Dark Soulsy as well, where it's very, very difficult. And, uh, yeah, it's like, I, I guess, like, Arcady Dark Souls is more um, salt, salt and Sanctuary. This is much more like, uh, it's kind of hard to describe. It's like Arcady, two, 2D side-scroller, and Roguelite. So Roguelite's difficult. That, I don't have to make everything a Souls-like. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, you play an undead dude with a flaming head, and... Uh, I'm not exactly clear on the story because I feel like it's really obscure and I feel like I do a lot of things out of order and I don't know the right path to go down. <laughs> so, like, well, is there an actual story or is it just levels that I you I think it's like a, 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 like a fallen kingdom and then there's an evil king that you're trying to kill or just get past. It, it's very convoluted. I feel like the game is more of, like, a jokey thing than anything else these days. Yeah, but uh, the cool thing about it is that it's now they have all these like, accessibility features to it now, where like I can like control how much damage the enemies do now, <laughs> and so I just kind of like lowered it a little bit, and then like I think I did something else too, but I can't really remember. Oh, I lowered their HP a little bit as well, and I was like, all right, I feel like I'm getting farther than I've ever have in this game, and I'm not sorry about doing that. <laughs> I would think that I would be into roguelikes because it's that whole repetitive nature of just like it's kind of like meditative in a way. Mm -hmm. But then I guess there's the whole difficulty level of a lot of those games where I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'd probably get frustrated in that. But Yeah, but the thing, on the bright side, you do get better. And with this game especially, you can control the difficulty even now. So you can just make the enemies have, like, 20% of their health and do 20% damage. And then you're just, you know, wrecking house as you're just kind of mindlessly playing through a game at the end of the day. Gotcha. Yeah, because I basically play everything on easy nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> and that's A-OK. -okay. And uh, I guess that's, that's all. Tyler, what's new with you? What's new with me... I yeah. recently took a nostalgia trip in terms of video games Ooh. myself. I guess You'd never do that. <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> I only play brand new games. I never play old games, ever. Yeah, this is a, this is a huge deal. Especially when they're not on sale. I only buy <laughs> games at full price and are brand new. Otherwise, I have no interest in them. <laughs> um, I got the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy for Nint Nintendo Switch. Oh, nice. Uh, I don't know, like year, uh, oh, a year or two ago, and never really mm -hmm. played it, and I just picked it up, I don't know, a couple months ago. Um, I used to play cra like the Crash Bandicoot games, like basically all of them, like one through three, and then they had Crash Bash, which is like Mario Party, Ooh. and Crash Team Racing, which is Mario Kart. <laughs> just both of yep. those games are kind of just ripoffs. But I didn't have an N64 as a kid. I had a PlayStation 1, so I yeah, basically so grew Crash up. was your Mario. Yeah. Yeah, and that's basically what it was marketed as, the, the whole, like, those platformer games and everything. Just the Crash Bandicoot franchise. It's basically like the Mario of PlayStation. Yeah. The closest thing they got. Um, and I hadn't played a lot of those. I hadn't played the, the Insane Trilogy. You know, it has the first three games. They're remastered, better graphics and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. Yeah, I used to play them all the time, like I just said, but, like, the kind of games that <laughs> they would have at my dentist. <laughs> Did you ever go to a dentist as a kid and they had like a, a, a 
video game console in the way my dentist never my dentist never did the mcdonald's by my house used to have video games inside it i believe crash bandicoot was one of them wow that's really cool yeah yeah i've said this on the podcast before there's a burger king near where i grew up that had like sonic the hedgehog games we probably talked about on the sonic episode (laughs) (laughs) so it just like has been in my whole like it was throughout my whole childhood was like crash bandicoot and like spyro the dragon um but replaying it now it's just like oh yeah like i don't know just the first game is good it's just very difficult it's so hard same thing with like donkey kong country so it's like that's not really a complaint it's just is difficult Mm -hmm. um i like the world it lays out but it just feels very 90s in a lot of ways and just to Mm -hmm. make it very like tribal i guess it doesn't really hold up as much in terms of like inka bonka yeah all (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all all thatness of it um mm. <clears throat> i think the best one is crash bandicoot 2 um mm. wrath of neo cortex what is that one called i don't know crash bandicoot 2 <laughs> uh and then the third yeah. one they try to branch out and like have different versions like different levels and stuff like that where it's like you mm. have to defeat you have to complete three levels or you have to complete five levels each and then do a boss fight and then move on to the next thing but there's yeah. more variety of what the the levels are. They're not just all platformer. One's like a racing game, and then they came out with Crash Team Racing after, and like the racing game in this is like really sucky. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, just, no, we can do a good racing. We swear. <laughs> yeah, right. And just like a lot of it, just feels like a relic of the time. Um, mm. So I don't know. It's really kind of just like a mixed bag. Um, just kind of made me realize that some things aren't worth revisiting. Hey, there you go. <laughs> That there is a Let limit. The past die. There is a limit to nostalgia. So I'm the Kylo Ren of Crash Bandicoot, I guess. It just kind <laughs> of totally became. It got like superseded by things like like Ratchet and Clank in terms of platformers. I guess to a more M-rated level, like God of War, um, Jack and Dexter. <laughs> well, I mean, Jack and Dexter came <laughs> and went as well, but um, they're just like different games lasted longer as franchises, different platformers, and. It just, uh, like, I just can't really, like, there is a Crash Bandicoot 4 that came out not too long ago, but it doesn't really have any, like, big splash in terms of cultural impact now. Like, it was definitely, like, it feels kind of like a relic of its time in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, uh, the new Ratchet and Clank made made a bigger splash than the new um, Crash. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, like, people seem to really love the new Ratchet and Clank game. Mm. So, Um, However, I did also replay Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Oh, Snake Eater! Thank you. I did pause so that you could do that. I was hoping you would do that. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Um, which I am playing on PS3 right now. You can't play it on PS4, I don't think, or PS5, which is annoying. All they're like, I don't know. It's just weird to me that like the PlayStation Network store, you can't play a lot of older games. Cause How many generations of consoles do you have living in your house right now? Um, three? PS3, Switch, Xbox uh, One, mm-hmm. and I have a, a Super Nintendo in my garage that I <laughs> yeah, that don't have hooked up. Um, so yeah, I guess technically four. That's good. But, oh no, no, and a PS4. <laughs> oh yeah. God, it sounds bad. <laughs> uh, but I don't have, I, I have a PS3 hooked up in lieu of a PS4 because, so I can play older games. Um, yeah. But yeah, you swap them out. They're not all displayed. <laughs> you know, after having just played Metal Gear Solid Five a few months ago, 
and going back to Metal Gear Solid 3, it's like, oh, obviously some of the mechanics are a little dated, a little antiquated in terms of, like, shooting and just button, like, just the controls, you know, yeah, are just not nearly as solid, but they are really solid still, especially, like, it was kind of revolutionary at the time. I mean, it's similar to the controls of 1 and 2, but it just feels like the most refined of all of that. Um, but yeah, if you don't know about Metal Gear Solid 3, it's basically a prequel to the other games where you play as uh, Naked Snake, who goes on to become Big Boss, who is the mentor of the original protagonist, Solid Snake, in Metal Gear Solid 1. <laughs> it's you might all... as well just be describing the plot of Kingdom Hearts, how convoluted it, that yes, sounds. Yes, <laughs> it, really, it gets very complicated. But that's part of why I love it so much. Um, but this one is the easiest one to get into. It's basically, it's not totally a James Bond thing, but it's very stylized in that way. Not visually, but um, you you know, you're in, you have to infiltrate this, this base, this rogue Russian um, general, basically, mm-hmm. is trying to develop a Metal Gear, which is... Like that's what the the franchise is named after. It's like yeah, a, solid. a mobile uh, nuclear device, basically, like mm-hmm. a giant tank that can shoot nukes and stuff like that anywhere in the world. So it's like don't they have, like lizard legs? Uh, sometimes. Oh, nice. <laughs> this one's just like a giant like uh, hover tank kind of thingy. Actually, it has Ooh. treads. I think. Yeah, this one has treads. Um, nice. All the designs are really cool. See, there's a kind of like you know, mobile suit Gundam interest in that. As well as like it goes into a lot of geopolitics of the '60s. It just is very <laughs> deep in all that stuff for a game, a PS2 game. So all that stuff is really incredible to me. It really holds up. Um, I could go more nice. and more into detail with the minutia of Metal Gear Solid Three, but I is think is this the one with like the Daughters of War or something like that? No, that's like four. The, that's, that's four. That's okay, like the la- that takes place in like the future of 2009 or something. <laughs> 2008, <laughs> I think. This one takes place in the 60s, um, and you basically the boss fights are like this group of like super powered people. There, you're always fighting like it's all stealth simulator until you get mm-hmm. to the boss fights, and you can uh, really you can basically defeat anybody with tranquilizer darts and stuff instead of killing them. But I'm too bad at that and too bad at sneaking <laughs> games, so I yeah. would just like kind of run through the level and just like blast people and then try to hide until like I could move on. But yeah, that's only something I do too. I tried playing that Sniper Elite game, and I just was not good at stealthing. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, I I just it, you know, people are interested in different genres, like so it's hard to say like the best, but it's definitely at least to me like the best PS2 game made. It's Metal Gear Solid Three. It came kind of near the end of the PS2. It's maybe like a year before um, the PS3. Join my Shadow of the Colossus came out on PS2. Right. Otherwise, that's why I disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, definitely. And like you could say like Kingdom Hearts or like Final oh, Fantasy yeah. X. There's like some hardcore fans yeah. for that. Um, yeah, it came out in 2004 and the PS3 came out, what, like 2006, something like that? Yeah. So it really refined a lot of stuff that Metal Gear Solid 2 did, which came out like 2001, I think, near the beginning of PS2. So I'm getting really granular here, but it's really like it's very self-contained in a way where it's like they do talk about some things that relates to other games. But it's really, it's earliest in the timeline. It feels really like you're just, you know, sneaking through a jungle and there's, <clears throat> until you get into like this military base. Um, the environments feel large enough 
mm-hmm. but they're still pretty self-contained. So, yeah, I don't know. That's good. If you're looking for to some way to dive into one of the best like video game franchises and like media franchises of all time, I highly recommend playing Metal Gear Solid Three. However, you can. I won't. I won't argue with you there. Metal Gear is one of the most well-regarded franchises in video games. Yeah, I think it's also available on PC at this point. So well, that's good. Yeah, do that. That's my uh, <laughs> specific video game media that I've been consuming lately. That's good. You know what else is uh, consumed? <laughs> you know what else takes place in a jungle? <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> Predators, plural. Do you think uh, Naked Snake would be able to defeat all the predators on the Predator Planet, hunting ground planet? I, I think he could. He he's dealt with. Um, well, I guess there are several different snakes, so maybe not. I don't know. He he fought a whole superpower group of people. I think he could take down some predators. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Like part of the game is uh, <laughs> you have to eat rations and stuff like that. So you have to like hunt animals and like eat snakes oh, wow. and stuff so that's pretty fun in itself it's like a weird like food sim and then <laughs> if you eat certain things it's like <laughs> the guy voicing the main character is just like mm, that was delicious but then if you eat something like a poison dart frog he's just like Ugh, disgusting, <laughs> disgusting. So, what i'm saying is i wish somebody ate something in predators and then like made a really dramatic reaction yeah, like uh, Lawrence Fishburne goes, Ugh, disgusting! <laughs> what does Lawrence Fishburne eat? Uh, the people that get dropped on the alien world. He kills yeah. them. He's, they they say he's a scavenger, so I'm like, hey, he totally eats people. And it, and the other aliens. He doesn't care. <laughs> That's probably why he's gone nuts. He's probably as, like... Although you think there is... I don't know. They don't go into a detail enough about the planet. They're not like, everything here is engineered to kill you, you know? Yeah. It was just Predator Hunger Games. Yeah, it really is. Mm. I kind of I had no details about it. As soon as he was dropping from the sky, I was like, Predator Hunger Games. And then it was Predator Hunger <laughs> Games. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh Lily was watching like the first 10 minutes or whatever. And she's like, there's a lot of movies that start with people just oh, <laughs> waking up in the middle of the sky. And I'm like, <laughs> I know you're right, but I'm trying to think of what other movies there are. I feel like the newer James Bond thing to like have like... Daniel Craig waking up midair and be like, duh, duh, duh. I mean, certainly Uncharted starts that way. Oh, yeah. Uncharted 3 at least starts that way. Yeah, the movie starts that way, too. Cause it's oh, my God. <laughs> you saw that, right? Yeah, no, but it, it's taking that scene from Uncharted 3 mm. and starts right, the right. movie that way. Mm. Probably the closest, closest it gets to anything in the video games. <laughs> Is so just the visual imagery. I can't wait to cover that one day. One day. <laughs> one day. There's a really extended fight in a Papa John's. I remember you telling me that. Yep. <laughs> I really don't like it. It was on for a good like ten minutes at least. Uh, wow. But uh, yeah. L- l- let's talk. About, let's talk about Predators though. All um, right. I guess so. What did you think of Predators? I thought it was okay, but this is only after I subjected myself to watching The Predator. <laughs> yeah okay so here's the thing uh <laughs> i got really busy with work this week and then i was like oh yeah let's do the predator first like we're to basically in case the guest wasn't able to do this one so mm-hmm. we're like for the first time in in a uh, podcast history i think we were going to jump ahead an episode 
Yeah. Uh, it, just in terms of our recording schedule, not the actual release schedule, because mm-hmm. it just would have worked out better. And I'm like, oh, these movies don't really have anything to do with, e- with each other other than that there's a predator. Yeah. Two multiple predators in them. <laughs> and, oh, my God, we'll talk about it next week. But that movie caused me so much physical pain yeah. that... I, I, I was I was so angry watching that movie. <laughs> I wanted it to end so bad. But anyway, after that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was a breath of fresh air. <laughs> so I guess it was good that you watched that one first. Yeah. Because I feel like... I was, I was like, oh my God, this is so much better. <laughs> I feel like the sequels get worse and worse as we go on. Yeah. But I hear Prey is really good. So I'm I'm very excited for Prey still. I am but. too. I'm, I'm really excited for a big comeback, especially after The Predator. But... <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, how would you how would you compare this to Predator Two? Uh I like this a little better than Predator Two, honestly. Yeah, yeah. What did you um, What did you like better about it? I like that we were someplace new. I like that we were back in the jungle. I think first and foremost because I do like that setting for the Predator to be in. And I liked I liked the cast. I th- I liked the kind of group of just stars they assemble and they're like all right you're you're all fighting the predator and i was like all right this is funny just seeing familiar faces everywhere and uh i didn't like that there were multiple predators i kind of wished it was just one really rich high-ranking predator that could like book a planet and like a big like quarry to hunt <laughs> yeah it's kind of hard to keep track of both what predators like what's going on like who's <laughs> Which predators doing what? Because they don't really look very distinguished from the other ones. No, like, like they I try know... to, but like the thing, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, go ahead. Like I was like, Big Dog has like the jawbone on him. There's the one with tusks, and there's the one with no decorations. But then we get the th- the fourth predator thrown in there, who's like not friends with these predators, and he looks the same as the other ones. Well, <laughs> so he, he just... looks like the OG predator. So they're kind of yeah. like, oh, like these guys are bigger than the original predator, which kind of just makes the first movie seem not as cool in a lot of ways. Why do they just keep doing that? that? Like, literally, they do it the next movie. They just make the Predator bigger. I'm like, why do you keep making them bigger? I don't understand. the laziest thing. And, like, the thing with the Predator, like, franchise, it's, I don't know. For some reason, it's never, like, I love the first movie as, like, an action Mm -hmm. sci-fi thing. It's such an original concept, what they're doing. Yeah. But... To whenever they try to branch out the mythology or like try to go further to find anything new, uh, with like the predator concept, they kind of just like mess it up or it's just like not that interesting. It just has never been inher- like inherently never as interesting as like the xenomorph mythology with alien and stuff. Like yeah, because their whole they have a like creation mythos attached to them and like yeah, uh, it's they're they're very strange. They're very strange things that apparently coexist in the same universe but which is only originally only because of the comics and i guess mm-hmm. predator 2 which yeah that kind of planted a, a poison seed <laughs> i think like it, i like stabbed the xenomorph with a, like a poison spear <laughs> like i i like alien vs predator for what it is but it's i totally understand also like ridley scott being really pissed that it got made you know yeah I, i'd be pretty mad too like i didn't want to this no <laughs> but yeah you know it, it's silly it's just another big fight it probably has the most callbacks to the first one yeah there's the whole story that alice braga is saying um she mm-hmm. plays isabel uh who's like the idf sniper like everyone has uh their own specific thing but yeah she tells the story of basically arnold 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's only one survivor. And they do the same thing in Predator 2. So it's like, yeah. how many people know the story of Arnold's Arnold's not keeping quiet about it. Yeah, he like, talks, how does tells everybody keep finding this out? I guess because she's in the military to some degree, but yeah, she's like a sniper. But um, what, what were your thoughts on this? Then that's enough about me. <laughs> enough about me. What about me, you? Who are you? Uh-huh. Um, you know, it uh, like it probably would have benefited me on this viewing experience if I did watch The Predator before this, just because that movie, I just. <laughs> Just, we'll talk about it. You're you're gonna be so mad. <laughs> I I have the seen life it, out of you. you know? Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm aware. You already know. Um, <laughs> but man, I almost yeah. They got Hulk dogs. When you said Hulk dogs, I just thought of giant hot dogs. I'm like, that sounds good. <laughs> mm, doghouse tonight. Ooh. <laughs> don't get me don't get me too excited about doghouse. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, so that would have made me feel better about this movie, but I'm like, oh, I saw this in theaters. I pretty, I'm pretty, i fairly certain I saw it with uh, Past and Pending Guest Cameron Takeda when it first hey. came out in 2010. It was probably one of those times when like we went to go see it with our dads because it was like a mutual <laughs> movie that like both of our dads wanted to see too. That's fun. Um, so that was, that's, that was always fun to do. But I just remember even watching the movie in theaters, I'm like, I don't know, like, even as a teen boy at the time, like, it still felt like it was trying really hard to be, like, to draw in, like, teen boys. I'm like, where I was like, oh, I'm a little above some of this stuff, where they're just like, <laughs> they're just like, oh, fuckity, fuck, 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 like, in the first 20 minutes. It's like, you guys are just using the F word, like, people don't really use, you know? It's like, you mm-hmm. use it like a, teen, like a teenager who just, like, is trying to be a bad boy, trying to do, you know? <laughs> I'm a bad boy. It's like you're not really using it as language. You're just saying a word, if that makes yeah. sense. You don't know the true context of fuck Adrian Brody. <laughs> Adrian Brody. Oh, my God. I keep knocking everything over. Adrian Brody has never <laughs> fucked. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I guess in this context. I don't like this conversation <laughs> that I started. <laughs> but, yeah, and just it's just, just trying to be all edgy. It's just all the a lot of the worst tendencies of the late aughts, I think, in terms of culture. Yeah. Uh, in terms of action movie culture and, like, yeah, all the masculine toxicity and... Like, the woman's paralyzed. They they give the woman agency with a gun and have her be elite sniper, but she is paralyzed throughout the final fight. <laughs> well, I mean, like, even the positive traits they give her being, like, oh, like, the one person trying to bring everyone together is just, like, stereotypical for, like, an action movie. Where it's like, oh, the woman is the one that's, like, trying to make people alert uh, together. And She's just, like, motherly to the group of men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not to mention just all the <laughs> misogynistic, like, lines that everyone says to her throughout the movie, up to the point of, like, really, really problematic stuff. Yeah. Um, but, and then, like, on top of that, yeah, like we said, like or, like I mentioned, Adrian Brody's, like, Call of Duty gun. <laughs> like, everyone so has funny. Call of Duty weapons in this. Everyone, like, I like the conceit of, like, people being archetypes, kind of like in the original Predator. Mm-hmm. But it just people are less uh, c- like there's more characters in this movie than the first one, but they're less characterized. Yeah, they have classes, and that's it. Yeah, and Which it, I was like, yeah, it doesn't help that like most of them are unlikable. Like I get <laughs> that they are supposed to be like the hardest killers and stuff like that of on planet Earth, but um, they're not that fun. 
No, they aren't. To be around, you just kind of hope they all die, which I know is part of the point in like a slasher aspect. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, they're expendable in a way, which is fine, but it's just like, and, uh, on the flip side of that, you don't need to have Walton Gog, like Walton Goggins is like prisoner character talking about like raping women for like a whole scene. It's like really yeah. just really one of the worst Bad. things I've seen in a movie. Like, it's just like, why, why? what is this like what is this for like it kind of feels like he came right out of con air which i think is a better movie than this (laughs) (laughs) also especially since he landed fell out of the sky but um yeah i like that the predators don't really take very good care of like the hunt the people their prey coming in because one guy's parachute just doesn't open and he just splats (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was pretty funny (laughs) you know if this was more schlocky i would probably like it more Agree, but it takes itself very seriously. It does take itself. It, it takes itself as seriously as Adrian Brody takes his character seriously. <laughs> and I remember seeing this originally. <laughs> Cameron always had like we just always crack up thinking about Adrian Brody in this movie because he's so self serious and being like, "I'm a gruff guy," because like mm. that's not that's like the opposite of his usual voice. It's true. Um, uh, I like the part a lot where he just says, "Come on, kill me! Come on, do it!" I'm saying the lines from the first movie. Can't you tell? Are you applauding, audience? He's just doing the thing from the first movie, like, both dialogue and he's, like, shirtless and covered in mud, but it's just like, oh, okay, it's but not enough in the mud. first one, it's Arnold. Like, it, just in terms of, like, physical specimen, he's one of, like, the w- most, like, specific, like, <laughs> Arnold's one of, like, the most specific, like, body types in the entire yeah. world, and Adrian Brody's kind of like, like, I like Adrian Brody as an actor and everything. Mm. I just... I He's think, not going to fight the Predator. <laughs> yeah. It's like I was thinking about like casting for this movie. I'm like, who would do better in this? It's like, uh, I guess, you know, Christian Bale would be the number one choice, but maybe he Ooh. wouldn't commit to this. Although he just did Terminator Salvation, which is... <laughs> what am I? I <laughs> uh, can't wait to talk about that movie. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't hate that movie. I just think it's... Uh, I don't even think I dislike it. It's just very strange. <laughs> I remember as well watching and be like, that was... That was something. It was weird. <laughs> and that was I saw that in theaters for sure. Yeah, and that, that came was hot out off Batman. That came out in 2009, I think. And there's mm-hmm. like a lot of franchise movies that came out around that time that just like I feel like they're I don't know. They weren't even the worst installments in the franchise, but they were just kind of like what is this? Like it just doesn't really feel like it has a home. That's true, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes sense. No, I understand what you're talking about. Or it's like, like it the idea in is interesting, but what they do with it just isn't executed well. Yeah. Like, just the very concept of a hunting ground planet, like, that sounds cool, right? It sounds really cool. I that That's the pitch meeting thing. It's the Predator's hunting ground planet. I'd be like, oh, yeah, hell, greenlit. Which I guess uh, in the mid-90s, Robert Rodriguez, like, wrote a wrote basically this script. Mm. And it, eventually, it basically was going to cost too much, so they never made it. Um, and then 20th Century Fox contacted him like 15 years later almost and was like, hey, we just took up your script. We, we're trying to reboot the Predator franchise. We like what you're doing with this here. So he's like, thank you. Um, which, yeah, this movie kind of feels like that sometimes. But Did you like the Predator dogs that were in this? <laughs> I'm still thinking about hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like them. They're fine. I don't know. 
compared to the ones in the Predator, I like these a lot more. Yeah, that's true. Um, these ones are better, but it's also just weird that they're. Man, I can't wait to talk about the Predator because I forgot like a lot of stuff in the Predator is just also in this movie, so it's not even original ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of implies that maybe Shane Black didn't even watch this movie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just oops. Oh, <laughs> uh, we, we can't we can't talk about it though. We have to talk about this movie. Um, what what do you like about this movie? Let's start there because I'm 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 already being too negative about it. I think. Yeah. Um. I like. I liked when Lawrence Fishburne showed up. When he showed up, I got really excited, I won't lie. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because you didn't even know he was in it, right? Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, he just takes off the predator mask. Like, what did you think mm-hmm. was happening in that scene? I thought we were going to meet a new human-sized predator. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like a stumpy one. Yeah. They, 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 they want to kill the little ones. I'm like, oh, these are the little ones. <laughs> He's the good boy predator who wants to help them. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, it's the good predator. This will be great. But then like they're like, oh no, it's Lawrence Fishburne, just as good. <laughs> what if it was like Danny DeVito height? <laughs> Be even better. <laughs> what are you guys doing here? Yeah, because I've seen this movie a couple times before. So I want to hear, yeah, you've never seen this movie at all. So Yeah. Um, there was a lot of boring parts I thought to it though, but I'm trying to strive the good things. Uh I liked how the dogs looked. I remember I was like, oh, these look cool. Um I I liked his Call of Duty gun. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm sorry. I did think it looked cool. No, it's fine. You know, like it is cool and it is very loud. <laughs> I thought it was like a shotgun, but it's just like it is just like a really high powered rifle, rifle yeah. with a grenade launcher attached to it. <laughs> but I like that. Uh, I didn't understand. I, I, that's a negative thing. I have positive things. Good things. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to. All, I just want your. Your uh, first viewing reaction, you know? Sure, yeah. There was the weird man in a t-shirt who I really didn't understand how he was just a... I guess he's a serial killer, but... Weird man in a t-shirt? How could you forget Topher Grace's performance in Spider-Man 3 as Eddie Brock slash Venom? (laughs) Of course. So he is just being... He's being Eddie Brock all over again. That's a good point. I'm just like you. I hated that line. Uh, Lily did walk by and go, Topher Grace is in this? I'm like, yeah... (laughs) I don't know. Kind of. <laughs> what else? Uh, I literally watched it this morning, and already the details are so foggy. Yeah, I mean, I like the picturesque view of like the other moons and stuff when they first realize they're on another world. I'm like, that's cool. I like that concept. Right. I like the concept, and then they just show the reaction shots of everybody, and like everyone's like hardened, you know, killers and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they're just all looking and being like, uh. Like, <laughs> that's a green screen, all right. <laughs> yeah, they definitely <laughs> look like they're on a stage. Like, no one's <laughs> reacting in any way. Like, even in the first Predator, like, that's the whole point is that, mm-hmm. like, they're the best of the best in terms of, like, fighters, and they all get freaked out by the Predator. And it's freak out worthy. And that's why all those people are like, oh, I wouldn't be scared of the Predator if I saw it. That's what this movie feels like. Yeah. Everyone's just, like, projecting way too hard. It's like, I don't know. There's something that has to do with the 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 2000s. Like you know, like I feel like 2004 to 2012 or something, where it's just like, uh, like you look you you look at a uh, horror movie remakes at the time compared mm-hmm. to the originals, and just like everything, and just horror movies in general around that time, like everything just got worse in terms of like 
gender dynamics and roles in like portrayal of women and also portrayal of like just like the most jacked up like trying to be like masculine action movies yeah and, and the thing of that like oh i'm just gonna i what i do i just walk up to the ghost and i just slap it with a cross and they just go down that's what happens in the movie and you're like right. wow that really sucks just like <laughs> this is the coolest shit ever and like yeah it's all that um, i drink nine monster energy drinks <laughs> Yeah, which, then you I know, wrote this script. <laughs> exactly. It's just like a culture shift kind of thing that moves in like a gross way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't really know where I'm going with that, but it just this movie does feel kind of like everyone's chugging monster energy drinks off off of camera. <laughs> That's a you good know, I agree. Point. It's like <laughs> it's I feel like this is around the time people be like, hey, like we're treated, especially when like, I feel like we're treated unfairly. So the men be like, no, you're not. And then they just enforce the gender dynamic harder in like all these kinds of movies. Yeah. And then also, well, yeah, just even the concept of Alice Braga being like a woman in this. I'm like, I mean, being like a woman soldier. It's just like, yeah, OK, mm-hmm. that's normal. And like yeah. the time, it's like everyone has to comment on it and be creepy oh, yeah. and stuff. And, and and even the thing with that, it's like it's like on every time we put her in the movie, she has a gun, she shoots a dog, but she doesn't really contribute much after that. And that's her like her job is just be like babysit the boys. Yeah, and of course she's like a sniper. She doesn't have like a big like even in Aliens, like the um one of the female characters is the one with the giant machine gun in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Um, but yeah, it's just like a lot of the demeanor of the characters in this feel like um, Xbox Live players like playing Gears of War. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like yes, in like 2006. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's perfect. Really, really, it's just like a bunch of children like calling you the F, like not fuck, but the the, the worst the F word, which yeah. Walton Goggins calls a predator. I'm like, what year is this? This is nuts. Like, it really is. It's just like solid proof that culture got worse in a lot of like you know it just all came mm-hmm. to the surface it's true just like homophobia and misogyny and like it just <laughs> a lot of the script feels like it was written by yeah like like 12 year old uh xbox players <laughs> chugging mountain dew <laughs> screaming in their parents basements code red yeah code red uh yeah, I I I mean I it I believe it and I I lived through it and I'm like yeah this is all very familiar to me <laughs> unfortunately we were there we were there on the on the on the front lines of <laughs> Halo Three <laughs> attack ships off the shoulders of Halo Three <laughs> <laughs> I've seen things so yeah I've let's ta- let's talk about the alien designs in this um. We sure. talked. We brushed over it a little bit. I guess. Yeah. You. You. Uh, you like the the alien dogs, the predator dogs. Mm-hmm. I guess they're called hellhounds. Okay. Not to be confused with predator dog, which is in or predator hound, which is in the predator. So oh, so they really they really called it that. At least hellhound is a name outside of just calling something insert predator here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Those are cool. You said the Predators just kind of look... Like, I like that they're well, doing a different look for Predator, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like the helmets, though, of these guys, for whatever reason. Yeah, they look really chunky. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the the main Predator, he's known as, like, the Berserker Predator. He has the helmet that, apparently, that's, like, a Xenomorph jaw Oh, on the bottom, but you can't even really tell. I wouldn't... 
I thought that was just some monster maybe he killed, but I don't really see how that's a xenomorph, to be honest. Yeah, and then he takes off his mask, and he's just, like, a bigger predator. I don't know, just making a bigger one of a predator, like, for some reason, there's something a little bit relatable about the predator in the first movie. I don't know how to explain that. Because he's a seven-foot-tall man in a costume. Right. You see someone there, and it's like when there's more CG and there's like an even bigger one, it's less. It's just inherently less relatable when you're like 10 feet tall, I guess. Yeah, and then it, when they introduce the 15-foot-tall one in The Predator, you're like, this is just stupid. <laughs> yeah, you're just like a how, jolly green giant, I guess. Yeah, I was like, how is this helpful? They, they spend that entire time talking about evolution and like how they're evolving, and I'm like, how is being this big helpful? <laughs> that, <sighs> Anyways. That's some of the stuff I like movie. in Alien vs. Predator when they kind of... There's a little bit more of a team up aspect there, a mutual oh, respect cool. at least. But they fist bump. <laughs> I mean, basically. Oh good. <laughs> so there's the uh, berserker predator, the tracker predator. He has like the drone because hey, it's 2009 and like drones are. I mean, but, but still, thing. movies do that. <laughs> drones are still. I like I like the predator drone though. I was like I'm like oh that that's kind of cool. It never shows up ever again. Yeah, it's only in like one shot. Which yeah, I mean it would. It would do that. Like that's what predators mm-hmm. do. They track things. So like that to- makes total sense. And you'd think they'd use that a lot more often. I was kind of bummed that I'm like I like the design of the predator drone. I thought it looked like kind of like a metal hawk. I was like this is cool. Yeah. So I guess these are called super predators, the bigger ones. Super <laughs> super duper predators. <laughs> yeah. The names are never. Why don't you call it the apex or something like that? Yeah. Oh, that's the falconer predator. Ah, there we go. Falconer predator. <laughs> And then there's the tracker predator who has like the little tusks. I think I like his design yeah. the most. Like he's the one yeah, that he, had the he's dogs. distinguished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, the dogs. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and then there's also that alien that they don't really show too much of that's chasing after uh Topher Grace for a little bit. That that thing did look cool though. I liked how it looked kind of like a lumpy thing. Yeah. It feels kind of of its time too, in terms of like District Nine slash like uh what are they called yeah. in Halo? The fucking prawn. <laughs> Uh, the Covenant uh, guys. The, oh yeah, the Covenant reminds me of that a little bit, but uh, but I didn't mind it. Like yeah, it's kind of a cool design, you know. Mm-hmm. Just uh, there's like bugs coming out of its crevices. Yeah, nasty. <laughs> but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I like the locations in this movie. I I do think the location yeah. work that they do in this movie is pretty impressive because it's like oh yeah that's a real place but it looks very alien like they shot most of this in hawaii and then some like specific locations in texas Mm. um sinkholes and stuff that like make it look alien um that's tight but the fact that it's not on earth makes me care less i guess i don't know i can't really explain that either because it's like i guess why does it matter but i don't know if that had any effect on you um I I don't know I I kind I didn't mind it being on a different planet honestly like I I was like oh they're fucked or they're they, they die or they're stranded here for the next predators to come get them yeah right well I mean are more predators landing like who's landing at the end that's not super clear either I I imagine it's more predators I think the hunt continues like they beat that team but they're like all right they weren't good hunters bringing the better ones maybe they're doing more supply drops too because <laughs> everyone has a gun in the beginning <laughs> that'd be fun too. <laughs> He builds an army, and then he missed the Predator Revolution. That would have been the whole series. I guarantee it. That'd be the whole series. Oh God, <laughs> who's your? It'd be like he keep on surviving, getting more people at drop, and he's like, "Guess what? Now we're the Predators." And then there's like, I'm like the assaulting the Predator capital or something like that. What? Oh God, 
I almost wanted Adrian Brody to just blow up in the, in the ship as it took off. <laughs> that would have been so great. What, what a big him. twist that would have been. Yeah, because yeah, then like, it could just be uh, Alice Braga could be the main character. It doesn't matter because you don't care about Adrian Brody. He's just a huge jerk the whole movie. Yeah, he's a faceless jackass. Like, he doesn't even tell anybody behind. his name. He uses all of his teammates as as uh, like fodder for most of it. Mm-hmm. A bad man through and through. What is his job anyway? He's he's a, he's a hunter or something? I don't know. I just took it that he's a mercenary. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does say you do it for a country. I do it for myself. <laughs> yeah. Very Metal Gear Solid of him. <laughs> um, who? What class would you pick? If we're we're saying all the characters in this are classes, <laughs> who would you choose? Pick? Your character. Would you be the uh, Yakuza member with a pistol and a samurai sword? <laughs> would you be uh, Danny Trejo with uh, who's a cartel member? I think with uh, two yeah. submachine guns. Who would you be? I guess uh, Walton Goggins just has a knife. <laughs> yeah, he just has. I don't want to be him anyway. Um, I like to think. I you know I'm always the mini gunner. I'd I'd choose the Russian mini gun guy. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, I'd probably be Danny Trejo. I like the two submachine guns just because it's like the most silly thing. I think. Oh yeah, I think that's why I said those are the weapons I would use to go after the predator. It's <laughs> just like three submachine guns. <laughs> three? You're just holding two yeah. in one hand. Well, no, I have two, and then I have like one more, like sh- like strapped on like a shoulder strap yeah. to me. So I go ah, oh! and then I throw it aside. And I go ah, oh! two hands, and then it, he like stabs me from behind or right in front, and I die. Yeah. Who? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Russian guy. Just, I mean, that's. I know it's the point, but it's just a. Like it, I just don't care about anyone in this in this movie. But like, the, yeah, the Russian guy is like, oh, I was fighting in Chechnya. It's like, oh yeah, probably committing war crimes. <laughs> like, how fun for you? I guess Alice Braga is like the only one that's not bad, but then she's also part of the IDF, which is sometimes questionable. I don't. Yeah, she's probably done horrible things. She's watched her friends die. She said it herself. The most surprising thing to me, I think, in terms of the characters, like it's not even Topher Grace, but Mahershala Ali being in this movie. Yes, that's right. He doesn't have much to do. No. I mean, this is before like, he was on TV, some TV shows and stuff. So that's how he's getting mm. famous. But uh, he, a real, a real insult to him. He doesn't do a lot in this, and he's like supposed to be a Death Squad member for, um, like the RUF, which is like they just committed a lot of like horrible war crimes and stuff like that mm-hmm. and to citizens and, and everything. And it's like his character just seems kind of afraid most of the movie. Like he's the character that seems like hesitant and quiet and like afraid. Yeah. You think he'd be the one that's the one like the second most hardened person, like more so than a toe for grace in the end. I imagine him surviving to the bitter end. <laughs> he explains how like Danny Trejo is dying. Like it's a trap and everything. He's like, I know cause I've done it. And it's just like, I don't know, just the trivializing of all these actual real um violent acts. <laughs> yeah. Atrocities. To put into like, hey, this is a character in a movie is just kind of weird to me as well. Because at least in Predator, uh at They're least They're supposed to be the good guys, they're the rescue team. At least it's targeted at the CIA or it's just like, oh yeah, Carl Weathers would definitely like torture people and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. No, it ma- it makes sense. There's a <sighs> I don't know, like I the the final fight in the end also I thought was kind of dull with uh Adrian Brody running around hitting the predator in the head with a club. Yeah. I was like, that's not very fun. Well, I don't know. Well even the two teaming up at the end, 
you know, Alice Brogdon basically saves him, mm-hmm. Isabelle, and then they like go off in the forest, and it's just like they probably still didn't like each other. Like that's just not an enjoyable. Like I don't care about these characters. It's true. They don't care about each other still. Like I feel like Adrian Brody's still just like in like he's the least bad in that he's not actively saying horrible things all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still he'd still probably leave her to die. There's no moment where like he actively goes out of his way to save somebody else. I was just even even in the end he, when he's like topless and fighting the predator, it's just like <laughs> he's just doing that cuz that's what he has to do. Because of the first movie, not because of yeah. <laughs> the plot. <laughs> Because of the first movie, there's no character growth in him. He's literally just like, oh, I don't know. I guess you're the last one until more people come around. <laughs> I, I, I kind of appreciate the cold open of this movie, though. They're just yeah. falling in the air. But then I think we would also maybe care a little bit more about the characters if we had some sort of semblance of what they do before. There's no, like, you know, uniting of the team. They're just kind of all there already. Yeah, it's it's a more like stumbling of the stumbling into the team. <laughs> they're not some kind of suicide squad. <laughs> no, they're some kind of uh, I don't know, prey, praetorian guard. I don't know. I can't think of anything good. Predators. Um, there's I don't know. There's a lot of slow sequences in this movie that are supposed to build tension or drama, but it just kind of just sits there and is inert. Yeah, like the "We Are the Predators" scene. Yeah, where they're in that ship for a long time. <laughs> they really are. And then Adrian Brody like shoots stuff so that the predators come. He's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'm not trying to get out of here. I'm trying to dr- draw on like reinforcements or whatever." And it's just like, mm. "Well, I mean, they're just gonna come kill you." Like it's it's just so obviously there to progress the plot, mm-hmm. to make something happen, but it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense either. Yeah, just be like, well, well, why? Like, they'll kill Lawrence Fisher, but then they'll kill us. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what were some of your favorite parts, Tyler? Um, I don't know. Some things I appreciate, I guess. It's like, I don't really love Topher Grace in this, but I do like his glasses. There you go. Okay. I just kind of imagine that he was uh, Jared Fogle during the whole movie, <laughs> who is also a very bad man. So Good. the fact that he's on a predator planet made me happy. <laughs> um, he didn't. He didn't defeat any of the predators by trapping them in giant pants, though. No, that's 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 the big bummer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a man who's still in prison for the horrible things he did. And he's been in prison for like eight years and has just recently been like, I regret what I've done. I was like, oh, just now, huh? Yeah. Uh, Jeez. What do I like? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard question, isn't it? It's what better do I than like? The Predator, which is what we have to cover next. Uh, <laughs> God, I'm so excited for Prey. I feel like that's yeah. going to really be a good uplifting send off to this. <laughs> It's just so weird. Like they take fifteen years to make this, and then it's just kind of like less good Predator. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's not a movie's work, where it's like it's not like simmering in a pot with a think tank of people being like, "How do we make the next Predator good?" It's much more like, "Oh, it's a twenty-year-old script." Yeah, we dug we have up the technology. This Let's make it now. Yeah, <laughs> we have the yeah exactly. That's basically what it feels like, and I don't know. There's just not. 
a lot I like about this movie. I wish there was more different aliens in it. If they're gonna do that, do more. You know. What um, would you like the second? Like this is obviously supposed to be the reboot. What would you like the Predators two to be about? I don't want a Predators two. <laughs> Black ball. But hey, I was thinking. I know, right? I didn't. Yes, and that. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I don't want the Predators two. But I would like, you know, I like the idea with Prey where they are doing it in a different time period because that's what some of the comics do. Like, mm. I've been reading some of the Predator comics and a lot of them are just kind of like, hey, here's the Predator, but in a different time, <laughs> a different location. That's kind of all that's you can good. really, like the premise of Predator, like like I said, anytime you go into the mythology, it kind of just gets not that interesting. Mm-hmm. And we've done modern day so often, like, Let's 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 do it. I think I saw a tweet from somebody just be like, "Yeah, Prey was great. Like, give me the Predator in the Renaissance. Give me like, the Predator in feudal Japan. Give me the Predator in like Mongolia. Like, it all sounds cool." Yeah, like I think it'd be interesting if there was like a Predator in like the Vietnam War or something. Yeah, that'd be great. And a like Green Beret has to team up with um like a North Vietnamese the soldier. Vietnam, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. with Viet Cong and. And uh, that would be something, you know. Yeah, that 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 that's a definitely a story I can see happening. Because it's kind of like two enemies come together to fight in a bigger foe and find some common ground that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a kind of timeless story. Yeah, and it takes place in a jungle. <laughs> it's good. It's perfect. Um, or uh, maybe like Arctic Predator might be kind of fun too. Yeah. Like Tundra Predator. Oh yeah, right. He has to fight Canadian Mounties. <laughs> Yes, yeah, like Canadian Mounties or like I don't know, um, like I, I imagine this like a big like furry predator, more like a Yeti predator, maybe kind of. Vibe. Oh yeah, that's something new, you know. Yeah, we got Ewoks versus Predator. Now we got a Dudley Do Right versus Predator. Dudley Do Right, <laughs> Goofus and Gallant versus Predator, the Goof Troop versus Predator. Um, <laughs> Goof Troop. Uh, Dudley Do Right, Rick O'Connell, and Tarzan, or, or, and uh, George of the Jungle versus Predator. <laughs> Just all Brendan Fraser characters. Perfect. Well, I don't know. It's been an hour. Have, have we really talked about <laughs> everything we need to that's, talk about? That's the ultimate. Well, it's been an hour. We've done our contracted. Like we don't even have a contract. It's like, well, we've done our obligation to cover this yeah. movie. I guess it's we've just... fulfilled our obligation to ourselves and the listeners. Yeah. Say goodbye to your little friend. <laughs> what just there's not the look there's half of predator is having really snappy lines and it's just like no one can seem to recapture it not even shane black himself as we'll talk about next week but mm-hmm. like the concept itself is interesting but not interesting enough for there to not be good dialogue and it's not horror enough for there to be enough suspense it's like equal mm-hmm. parts action equal parts horror sci-fi thriller mm-hmm. but most of the time like it's just such a specific mix that nobody seems to really get it right after exactly. the first movie except maybe prey we'll we'll see but um mm. it just doesn't it's so difficult to pull off but at the same time most of the time it doesn't work i don't know yeah cuz there just seems to be so much like a weird amount of like glee in the first predator where it's like yeah. It is intense, and it it does take itself seriously, but it also is, like, winking at the camera as well. <laughs> right. It's, like, over the top. Mm-hmm. It's, like I said, it's, like, the ultimate action hero 
heroes in yeah. a movie fighting someone that's that great. just wrecks them all. Like that's just a fun concept. And they're scared, and that's great. Like in this movie, Predator Predators, I'm like they're not scared. Why should I be scared? Like, Adrian Brody never flinches. Like, Arnold's a badass in the first movie, and, like, yeah, I'm sure he's not a good guy, but he still has, just has some inherent charm. Mm-hmm. But kinda, and Adrian Brody has that charm. Not the same charm, but it's like he just turns all of that off to be like, I'm going to be as cool and badass as possible in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, like, I don't care about you. So maybe if you had a personality, people would like you more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but also this was, like, kind of near the end of, like, honestly, this kind of feels like the tail end of Adrian Brody being in big movies. I agree. He's in stuff still, certainly. He's still acting, mm-hmm. but and he's always Paul in Paul Thomas Anderson. Anderson casts him in whatever he's doing. Wes Anderson. Or Wes Anderson, thank you. Not to be confused with Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> Anderson, Anderson, Anderson. Or Mr. Anderson. Don't confuse Mr. Them. Anderson. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I miss Adrian Brody sometimes. I wish he was in more things, to be honest, because I do like him. Yeah. What do you like him in? <laughs> I liked him in The Pianist. <laughs> yeah. That's the only movie I can remember right now that he's in. Because <laughs> Lily likes him a lot, too. And, um, I don't know. I do like him. In, yeah, he is good in The Pianist a lot. Like, he is very good in that film. He's good in Wes Anderson stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of. I like him in King Kong. Yeah, oh yeah, he's great in King Kong. Peter Jackson's King Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't done anything super awful as a person, I guess, except, uh, you know, forcibly kiss Halle Berry at the Oscars. Uh, that's pretty bad. Um, hmm. I don't know. It's just like I'm fine with him not being in more things. I've never been like I've never chom- been I've never been chomping at the bit to see him yeah. in more stuff. I think but. what I mean to say is, like, I'm not, like, avidly waiting the return. I'm just, like, if I see him and say, I'm like, oh, hey, it's Adrian Brody. It's good to see you. <laughs> right. Like, I'm, n- I'm not upset to see him, and I'm more pleased to see him than anything else. Right. Yeah. Which, uh, hey, maybe this happened. Well, maybe there's a reason why after this movie he's not a lead in a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Um, I'm sure he's incredibly rich. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he might be smart enough to be like, I've reached a certain amount of wealth in my life or I'll never really need to worry ever again. <laughs> what? I just, I feel like I've been so negative about this movie, but I really don't have too much positive stuff to say. <laughs> That's okay. We'll have worse things to say next week. Do you have anything positive to say about this movie? Mmm. Judge bad. <laughs> Planet good. Dogs cool. Lawrence Fishburne fun. Always good fun to see him pretend to be crazy. And Call of Duty gun uh, fun. Uh, the Predators are lame. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun if a lot more of the characters were recognizable, like the actors. Agreed. So yeah, like Jesse Ventura in the first one. And uh, I guess mm-hmm. nobody else is like a big star, but you got some interesting characters and this it's like all character actors you it's like you know show of shows it's like there's so many actors in this movie that went on to like Walton Goggins is a lot bigger now Marshall Ali mm. is obviously huge like, Titanic like mm. he's such a good actor and is in great yeah, I love great him. stuff um 
yeah, and Lawrence Fishburne's in it. But you know, this I feel like this movie's like a good warning, early warning sign of Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's go back and like he can reboot a franchise, you know, like he can do this. He's because he's made a lot of franchises, you know. Yeah. He did Spy Kids, which made mm-hmm. a lot of money. He did uh, Sin City, which has a sequel that's very bad. Uh, <laughs> he did I never Machete. watched it. I was like, I imagine this is gonna be so bad. <laughs> he did Machete, you know, which is a spinoff oh, yeah, of Spy Kids, uh, <laughs> and uh, Desperado, and all that. He's made a lot of like self-made franchises. That's good. But uh, this was kind of like, you know, he did Book of Boba Fett, which. I didn't love. Ba-bum. There's some parts I just don't really care for. And I heard once that show came on, like, some people were like, oh, he's not going to get hired back for, like, season two of that. It's just... Uh, there's going to be season two of Boba Fett? I don't... If they do one, I don't know. It's just speculation. There's nothing left just, to do there. I don't... Like, I, I actually did like Alita Battle Angel, though. Um, I liked Alita Battle Angel, too, is the thing. I also thought that was fun. Like, I would watch a sequel of that. Mm-hmm. But I just guess... I don't know. I <laughs> just kind of middling a lot of stuff that he's done. So, like in the past fifteen years, agreed. He had a really solid run in the nineties and like early two thousands, but ever since then, I've just kind of like, I don't know. We can be heroes was pleasant, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that was cute. I learned that I could be a hero. <laughs> um, what was the little girl with water powers? Wasn't she somebody special? I forget. Oh, she was Princess Leia. Yes. Right. But, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about Predators. <laughs> Same here. I, f- I feel like we did everything we could. <laughs> we Truly. did everything we could. I like the idea of the, the sword fight. <laughs> yeah. But that, you know what? That bit was fun. I remember in my memory um, that... It was just like one shot, basically, where they just, you know, they do like the classic samurai fight where it's just like one, you know, they chase, they race against each other. Like they mm-hmm. they run at each other and then there's just like a slash and they both die, you know? Yeah. Like that classic samurai movie mm-hmm. thing, but it's a lot more extended than that. And I feel like mm-hmm. it just pads things out and is unnecessary. It um, really is. We didn't even mention the director of this movie. <laughs> like it, Robert Rodriguez <laughs> didn't direct this movie. Um, Nimrod Antal did, and this what else is did he do? One of the he didn't really do much. I don't know, after this, like I don't know. So he did this movie Armored. I remember seeing a trailer for that. <laughs> it had Lawrence huh. Fishburne in it. <laughs> um, it's like a heist movie where they like I don't I haven't seen it, but it's like they're they're um they have an armored car. I think they're breaking into an armored car. I don't know. <laughs> They're using an armored car to rob a bank. It's just like an action movie. <laughs> I I've always wanted to watch it. I'm sure it's like pretty good. I kind of like the idea of just like ramming an armored car into a bank and then just trying to like drive it out, <laughs> just being just protracted chase through Los Angeles or something. Yeah. After Predator, that might be the plot of huh? that might be the plot of Ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to see Ambulance, which Leo loves. Okay, and Lily's been wanting to watch. Uh, after Predators. Uh, he did the Metallica like live concert movie that has okay. a narrative too. Metallica through the never. And he just did a lot of TV. He has a Hungarian thriller film coming out. Hmm. Uh, or actually, it's a Liam Neeson movie coming out. Oh, okay, that's good. 
Uh, sure. He's old. And he did a couple episodes of Stranger Things of of uh, the last season. Okay. So I mean, I people like didn't that watch show that, a lot, but so yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's just kind of doing more TV, but yeah. running up that hill. You know, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't have much after Predator. It feels like him and Adrian Brody. This is kind of like a stopping point. <laughs> 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 it ends here. Okay, We're good. It was, it was fine. What a ride. Uh, Wes Anderson, give me a call. I'll come out of hibernation then. <laughs> yeah. This movie has 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. Kind of what this movie feels like. Yeah, it, it's it's a D. That makes sense. <laughs> it's a D. <laughs> yeah, if you put it in that context. It yeah. was shot for $40 million around there, and it made $127 million, So it was a success. But yeah, it's one of those mm-hmm. things where it's like, doesn't necess- necessitate a sequel. Mm-hmm. Man. I bet they really wanted to do the whole like thing with like just being on Predator World. I mean, they could at least be like, now we're going to their Predator homeland <laughs> and we're going to fight oh, all yeah. the Predators, but that would be... It just... It's exactly what would be made in 2007 to 2012. Right. It just... Yeah. Which, you know, inherently is not bad. It doesn't do anything super new, except mm-hmm. for like the, the uh, setting. Uh... Not every single franchise movie needs to like reinvent everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of like down the middle. It's kind of just there. Yeah, it definitely exists, and that's how I feel covering this right now. We're like we're talking about something that exists. <laughs> yeah, like Predator Two is way more interesting to talk about. Yeah, because like it's so wild. <laughs> it is incredibly <laughs> wild. We had a lot of fun discussing that with Leo, and like just that's. Like, it's just that's like, a really good episode that I now really like because I it's an hour and forty something minutes and I listen to the whole thing. I'm like, this is actually really funny. Yeah, this it's is just like a, a good it's one. like a just a gift basket of like weirdness in that movie. It's just like it's not really that good, but there's so much stuff going on. They're like, what? Where did they come up with this? Oh yeah, for sure. And this it's feels like one huh? oddball thing after another. Yeah, and then this one just feels kind of like down the middle. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. this is okay. So. It's like time to button up my shirt and put on my tie. This is the real predator. This is how it should always have been. <laughs> so cool and badass. But yeah, we need more than one predator to take down our team that we've made. Yeah, but hey, thanks for recording another episode with me, Connery. <laughs> hey, Tyler, no prob. It's always good to have you on. <laughs> on your podcast. I wish it was more interesting. I just feel bad for the listeners sometimes. Where I'm like, yeah, this was fine. But this is hey, what some of the movies can't are. Be Osmosis Jones. <laughs> Right. <laughs> not every movie can be, not every episode can be as good as Bill Murray eating an, an egg that a monkey put his <laughs> lips on, and therefore Bill Murray's dying after that because he's a very incredibly unsanitary man. <laughs> Even his own daughter can't convince him to not be in- so unsanitary that he almost dies until <laughs> Osmosis Jones him. saves his life. You're right. Not every movie I can want. be that. No, don't worry. That sounds like a better plot than what happens in the in Predator. <laughs> yeah, Adrian Brody should have eaten a big nasty egg that like was in a hellhound's mouth. What if he just like sucked all the juice out of that poison flower? They just went on a big trip. We went oh. inside his body, and his blood cells saved. <laughs> I still don't know if Topher Grace was an actual doctor and a uh, serial killer, or if he was just a serial killer and a sociopath. You know, like he was just making all that stuff up. He probably was a doctor dash thing to make maybe at least make sense how he knows how all that stuff works yeah but i don't know maybe somebody read from hell and they just went from there yeah like did he have a family i don't think so i think he just made, no, made all that up mm. even that would be 
interesting like ted bundy versus predator (laughs) it's like a comic book you know ted bundy would have to win Just they got to do more wacky stuff like that. This is too. I mean, obviously, this came out 12 years ago, and I think they are finally doing different things. But oh, oh, Predator on Alcatraz. <laughs> sure. You don't think that'd be cool? I, <laughs> I guess in the 30s. In yeah. <laughs> in the 30s. He's stuck on Alcatraz. Yeah. Mm. Um, but. Hey. Or it's just from Predator's POV. Then it's like. He's stuck in here with them, and we're like on the prayer side. He's just trying to like rip through all these criminals to escape Alcatraz to get back to his sunken ship in the bay or something. That's fun. You're not stuck in here with me, or no? I'm I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. Here with me. Ah! <laughs> anyway, that's my that. There's our pitches for more Predator comics. Yeah, like if they made a Predator anthology TV show, that could be fun. Yeah, it's just that might actually be a really good idea—a Predator anthology TV show. Yeah, because it's at the point where like uh, graphics are improved enough where you could make, you know, there's the budget for a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there'd have to be some sort of through line, but you know, that's easy enough. Yeah, I mean, just the through line is Predator. <laughs> I guess yeah, <laughs> the through line is Predator, and just do Predator versus this, Predator versus that, like. <laughs> That's totally fine. It's I I just this it, would be on Spike TV. Pre- <laughs> 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 D- yeah, it definitely wouldn't be on Apple TV. Yeah, it's not no. a, you know it's not prestige stuff. But hey, yeah. hey, put it on the El Rey Network. That's uh, Robert Rodriguez's cable channel. Okay, perfect. Uh, but yeah, the, I I just think the concept of Predator is such a one-off comic kind of thing. You're mm-hmm. not gonna make like an invincible like. Uh, like years long storyline. It's not gonna oh, be no. like Walking Dead. You know, it's it. The whole thing is yeah. kind of. There's not a lot of ex, like interiority to predators. They're just kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, we like to hunt things. Like, yeah, that's good enough. It's pulpy. Yeah, it's silly. But all right. Well, I guess we should <laughs> wrap it up before. <laughs> I guess we should go. <laughs> Anyways, now let's find a way off this fucking planet, Connor. <laughs> all right. Let me wire my Predator wrist gauntlet that I bought at TJ Maxx. Presses the wrong button and just nukes yourself. (laughs) 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 Well, yeah. Connor, what do you have to plug? (laughs) Uh, If you enjoy the sound of my voice, also enjoy tabletop role-playing games, probably enjoy Starship and Paula, actual play role-play game podcasts, or me and four other friends play the Starfinder game. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud. What do you have to plug, Tyler? Uh, find me on Instagram and Twitter at Tammy Vice for any photo shoots I've been doing and any <laughs> shit posting I've been doing on Twitter. <laughs> um, follow us at Franchise Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all social medias. Please give us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. It'll help us to grow the show. So like, share, and subscribe. Woo-hoo. If you like what you're listening to, if you don't like what you're not listening to, keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. I'm convinced you, yeah. that you will like it. Just don't give bad reviews. Yeah, our very hurtful. <laughs> our podcast is immaculate. You will love every single episode. Um, immaculate. There's an episode wow. for everybody. That's what I have to say. That is very true. 131 episodes, you'll find one for you. <laughs> I am very proud that we try to, you know, it's not all just action movies. We do mm-hmm. our musicals. We do our animated movies. We do our mm-hmm. uh, comedies, dramas, horror, yeah. any genre, as long as it's a franchise. 
we're hitting them all. I'm really excited. I still want to do Prince of Egypt and Joseph the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Ooh, there you go. I want to do mm-hmm. Prince's Diaries at some point. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Viverka for our music. And until next time, hunt <laughs> hunt my dick, bitch. <laughs> oh, who says that? Walton Goggins. <laughs> and then he gets shot in the back by a giant... Uh, laser gun thing by the <laughs> by the shoulder cannon there's a few lines that walton goggins says that are obviously dubbed over but it's like that is what made this movie r instead of n17 nc17 wow like apparently you can't say suck my dick but you can say hunt huh. my dick bitch but then oh. he can talk about like much more horrible things after after and before that the rules of the esrb baffled me <laughs> Anyways, let's end this podcast before I uh, before I get my fingers cut off for talking to you. <laughs> All right, bye.